Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a woman by the name of Michelle Ng in Vancouver. Michelle brings people closer together by creating rewarding experiences through her two businesses, Vancouver Foodie Tours and Granville Island Gifting. Vancouver Foodie Tours has been named one of the top nine food tours in the world by Forbes. What an accomplishment. They offer food walking tours, introducing guests to culinary gems, the vibrant cultures and history that make Vancouver such a unique city. Michelle's second business, Granville Island Delivery Co., was founded at the start of the pandemic as a way for the community to support local artisans and to send Granville Island gift boxes to friends and colleagues. Michelle has been recognized by the Entrepreneurial Magazine and the Vancouver Sun for her contributions to uplifting the community during the pandemic. What excites Michelle the most? She loves to generate happiness and appreciation by creating rewarding experiences that uplift the community. Michelle's story is one of resilience and optimism. Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Wonderful to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, Ian. It's, uh, your bio just resonates uh, warmth. I've got to tell you, it's it, it's uh, you, you must have a heart the size of Vancouver, Michelle. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> I I I'm just you know I'm I'm honored and privileged to be able to do what I love most and really um for my work to really align with my personal core values is special and um and i'm i'm just grateful for that it is a wonderful thing to 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 make your passion be your your career and your business and have those things align i I couldn't agree more with you so michelle absolutely before we get into too, too much here can you tell our listeners about your journey as an entrepreneur i i love understanding what got people started Maybe yes. you could share a little bit with us on that. I would love to share that, Ian. Um, I've always been entrepreneurial. Um, so so I, I'm an immigrant to Vancouver, Ian, and I was born in Hong Kong. My family moved here when I was eight years old. And um, as a little girl, I saw my parents start their own businesses when they moved to Vancouver. Um, when um, they were um, back in Hong Kong, both of my parents worked as, as professionals, one as an engineer and my mom as a librarian. Um, but unfortunately, like a lot of other immigrants, they weren't really able to transfer over their professional accreditations when they moved to Canada. 
And so they both um, started their, their own businesses. And I spent most of my weekends and my summer as a, as a child and, and teenager helping my parents uh, on their businesses. And, and I really enjoyed it, actually. I really loved um, being able to create your, your own um, business and, and really um, live and work according to your own terms. Um, and so I've always loved food and multiculturalism. In, in fact, I, one of the reasons why I feel so blessed to live in Vancouver, and I think Vancouver is the best place on earth. I may be a little bit biased, but I really love and, and appreciate Vancouver. Um, and I just love how um, inclusive and welcoming Vancouver has been uh, to somebody like myself as an immigrant, as um, a young girl moving to Vancouver and really um, um, offered all of the wonderful opportunities. Um, and with food, I just really appreciate um, the simplicity of food and, and the simple joy it brings people when we are able to enjoy um delicious heartwarming food um, and uh, in particular i just really love how food um, uncovers common ground and brings people closer together and when we're able to appreciate the commonality we have with other people we're able to really appreciate more of the good in people and and in that process uh, broaden our perspectives and so that's really um my basis for uh, for my my journey as an entrepreneur is is that I I have a deep love for my community. I appreciate the power of food of bringing people together, um, and and that's really how Vancouver Foodie Tours was was born. Uh, in 2010 was when I started Vancouver Foodie Tours, and it was really just it, it was meant to be a hobby to begin with. Um, never thought about you know the. The, the money side of things, it was really just passion driven and I wanted to, to engage with my community more. I wanted to show um, other people um, what I love uh, most about Vancouver, the great restaurants, uh, everybody should should visit, the dishes they should try out and the stories behind the food and the people. Um, for me, that really just uh, brings a place to life. And so that's really how I started Vancouver Foodie Tours in 2010. And at that time, um, I was actually pregnant with my son. So I had two newborns at the same time. Um, 2010, um, I was pregnant with my son. And that was also when I first started the business. And so that meant um, that um, Vancouver Foodie Tours was actually my first baby. And then the following year, uh, my son was born in March uh, 2010. Uh, 11. And so I took two months off to, to care for him and peak season for tourism in Vancouver starts in May. So I got out uh, back out in May. And uh, really, I just grew the business, especially in the first few years in between my newborn's uh, nap time and bottle washing. Um, and that was really how it all started. What a fascinating and heartwarming story that is, Michelle. I've got to say, so your, your parents um, so your entrepreneurialism is, is in your DNA. It sounds like your parents were your mentors in the beginning. Yeah, and your passion for, for for Vancouver for food. Yes, for the connection and 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 started a business out of it. 
and and you're still yes, loving it yes. today. That's, Absolutely, that's, I I just you know I feel so so grateful that you know, to really be excited to wake up every single day, um, knowing that I'm doing something that's that's um, that's meaningful and helpful for the community, that is uplifting, um, and um, and just shows more of the positive in uh, the different aspects in life that I I uh, treasure the most: the people, the food, and the community. Yeah, it's it's a, it's wonderful. It, it truly is, and I I love food. So anyone that wants to talk to me about food, I'm all ears. <laughs> I've got a lot of favorite dishes for sure. So that's that's a fantastic uh, beginning uh, to your story. But then, what happened when COVID hit Vancouver, as it did the whole world, in March of 2020? Yeah. So in in March of 2020, our business has um, actually been. Uh, then operate for, for 10 years. And on March 13, uh, we were supposed to have a team meeting on how we were going to celebrate the 10-year anniversary of Vancouver Foodie Tours. And at that point, we have about 15 people on our team. Um, and, um, and, and, and we've been really uh, fortunate to see wonderful growth from what started as a one-woman show to um, a 15-person outfit. Um, and, and that meeting uh, quickly became not how to celebrate our 10-year anniversary, but that the government had announced a national emergency, the borders were closing, and the questions um, turned to, uh, did we have to pause our business? And if so, when did we have to do that? And how were we going to pause the business? Um, And by the end of that day, and I'll never forget that day, the March, uh, Friday, March 13, 2020, uh, we decided that we would pause the business um, that day. And um, we thought at that time that that may just be a one month pause of the business, as many people did at that time. Um, and we had to make the heart-wrenching decision to uh, temporarily lay off all of our team members and to refund um, all of our tickets that were sold um, during that time. And um, and so I saw what was happening around me and around the world as well. Uh, one is at that time, uh, I saw what was happen- happening in Italy and I wanted more than, than anything to help bend the curve and be a part of the solution. Um, and that that really informed my decision to pause the business on that same day. I saw how um, the markets in the community um, was really impacted uh, by by the pandemic. Uh, Granville Island is uh, is our home base for the tours, and we saw uh, how much the uh, merch in the public market were impacted because most of them. Um, Really depended on the um, on the foot traffic, um, people actually walking up to the stores um, to make purchases, and that's been the case for the last forty years. Um, and so, I really just ask myself the two questions: Is what does the community need most from me right now, and what are my strengths, and how can I be most helpful at this time to my community, which I love so much? And so two days after pausing the business, 
I decided I would pivot to Granville Island delivery. Um, and that was in a direct response to answering those two questions. And so I um, started to create a online one-stop one online shop uh, where the community could purchase their favorite products from various Granville Island merchants. Have uh, we, we would assemble that all in one order and and deliver it contactless to uh, doors across the Greater Vancouver. And that's really how Gravel Island Delivery Co. was, was uh, born just two days later. Um, and, um, and at that time, my husband had also been diagnosed with a brain tumor. And so he was scheduled to go into a brain surgery on April 1st, which was about two weeks after that. And so I knew I had about two weeks to get the business up online before I would take a step back to support my, my husband and my, uh, my young son, um, to, to, to get through the, his health ordeal. Um, and, um, yeah, unfortunately my, my, my husband is, is, is well again healthy. Um, and, and so we're very lucky. And so the, the first, um, uh, year of the pandemic, has really been a huge roller coaster ride on both the personal and a professional level. Uh, we've also really learned a lot about um, about the new business that we jumped into, um, and we we've iterated many more times. To um, today, our focus is slightly different than what it was when it first started. Um, Granville Island Delivery Co. is is really a gifting business. Um, we build beautiful quality local gift boxes made up pri primarily of products from uh, Granville Island. And uh, we specifically work with uh, organizations uh, in the greater Vancouver and across Canada uh, to really help them achieve two main goals. And the first is to uh, to engage and appreciate their team members. And the second would be um, building relationships with uh, with clients. And so today that's that's what um, Granville Island uh, delivery is all about. Um, and fortunately, um, after pausing Vancouver Foodie Tours, our original business for what ended up to be two years, actually a little bit more than two years, uh, we're excited to um, to relaunch the business and, and we've started offering foodie tours again um, to to the community and um, also working with a lot of local corporations and team building uh, foodie tours and client appreciation activities. That's that's fantastic. What a pivot story. Like in two weeks, Michelle. But most people yeah. haven't even got an idea formed in two weeks and you you were you were launching a business and <laughs> so glad to hear your husband's health is good again and uh, uh that, that you've got both businesses going now. It's all lining up for you. It's so good to hear. And and it is it does feel good that, you know, the endemic's finally here. Sure, we gotta wear our masks and we travel and things like that, but I was in New York a couple of weeks ago. It was the first I've forgotten what got it, getting on an airplane felt like. It's been quite, quite a while. But the world is opening back up. Though, as it continues to open back up, how would you recommend, Michelle, business leaders reconnect with their team members and their clients? 
Yeah, that's um, that's a, that's that's a great question, Ian. Um, I, I've been speaking to a lot of business leaders over the last few months, and there's there's one thing that really um, is um, is top of mind for most business leaders right now, and that is how to ease the transition back to an in-person setting successfully. Um, and the most common scenario would be transitioning the team from a remote uh, work environment to a hybrid work environment. And during the pandemic, um, companies have really um, lost a lot of the opportunities to build culture. Um, and we haven't had the opportunity to have those water cooler talks with each other, those those casual interactions that we're able to have uh, when we're working in an office. Um, the Zoom meetings and Zoom socials, um, it just hasn't really um, worked as as well as, um, as in-person situations. Um, and so, a lot of business leaders have found that they've, they've kind of lost the, the fun and excitement um, in the work environment. And they're really wanting to look for opportunities to um, help their team members reconnect in person, to rebuild relationships. A lot of team, new team members that were hired during COVID have not actually met any of their team members in person. And so there, there, there are certain elements um, of relationship building that is just a lot more effective when it's done in person. And so um, one of the ways that, that we can help with would, would, would be um, on the foodie tour side, uh, just offering a really fun and relaxing team bonding activity over food. It's really celebrating the city, uh, the city's reopening and um, it's, um, it's, it's socializing with other team members in a really easy, low-pressure way. Everything is organized in advance, and um, teams show up and have a great time. Um, there's a lot to anchor on when we're talking about food, um, and there's a lot of opportunities for people to really build uh, common ground and a shared appreciation. For, uh, for food, for the city, for different artisans that, that we bring um, our guests to on a foodie tour. And so, yeah, it's um, now, now is really a great time to rebuild the great culture that you have or to set a new standard for um, the great culture that, that you would like to create for, for your business. Um, and uh, a lot of people really really wanting those um, fun and exciting in-person activities now more than ever because they, they, they haven't had that opportunity. Um, and um, yeah, they want to build those social connections and really uh, just get back to a good place in terms of mental wellness as well and socialization and deep, meaningful relationships really help uh, with with mental wellness, which is something that so many grapple with uh, today and, and, and over the course of the pandemic. Oh, absolutely, Michelle. And, and, and right now, a lot of business owners are having a hard time finding staff, finding yes. employees to, to, to help 
you know, their, their business operates. Uh, what a great way to perhaps do that with a foodie tour where you're building culture that's going to increase morale. You're going to generate team building. And I, I bang on the nose. I think the timing is so right uh, for, for this service that you're, that you're offering here in, uh, in Vancouver. And, and food, food plays a role. Like you got every, you know, every business lunches, dinners, uh, team lunches, uh, sales meeting. Uh, there's always food involved in business, in, in, in relationships. And so what role do you see food playing in building relationships, Michelle? Yeah, food, food is an excellent access point to connections, to bonding, to understanding, and to empathy. Food and wine is really one of the best ways for people to bond um, because studies have really shown that just the simple ritual of sharing a meal together reduces anxieties surrounding perceived uh, workplace differences and it creates a safer space at work. Uh, in in-person communication has actually been found to be 34% more effective when compared to communicating by by email. Uh, and so, you know, a foodie tour, for example, um, really allows you to have those in-person uh, relationship building that is so much more effective than doing that over the internet. And that's, uh, that's a founding by Michael Gelb, the author of The Arts of Connection. Um, and, and what's really cool is that dining together actually really changes people's perspe perspectives. And they're really more likely to view others as equals, regardless of race, gender, role, when they dine together. And that's that's uh, that's a powerful, powerful thing about uh, about food. And so, um, I, I highly recommend uh, building relationships over food rather than maybe golfing or ziplining. All of those are fun things too. But uh, whenever you're able to. Uh, includes food in your relationship building, it really goes a lot, uh, a lot um, further. Absolutely. Food has always played a pivotal role in business development, team building, the sales process itself it benefits uh, from the value and power, as you say, of, of food, Michelle. Absolutely. Now, what is the role of gifting in building relationships? Because I see a connection there as well. Yeah, for sure. And gifting uh, can be uh, a great way to to set up a relationship to really um, to really um, impress and, and 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 wow and make an impression with uh, with with clients with uh, new team members. Um, whenever uh, team members start with us, for example, we always uh, send them a beautiful gift to welcome them to the company right on their first day to let them know just how excited we are to have them on board. Um, and uh, we do that for our uh, key clients as well. Um, and it's really amazing, both uh, gifting and food really helps um, create more intimate and sincere relationships. It really shows the other person just how much you value and appreciate them and you take the time to um, to put together and to select and send them a gift that is thoughtful um, and that really um, 
shows their 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 value and and just how much they're they're appreciated. So, yeah, and 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 with gifting, what I find um, is that a lot of people want want to do, and they they see the value in sending gifts to uh, those that are that are, that are important to them. But we all get busy, and there's a lot on our to-do list, and oftentimes gifting is one of those things that fall off our plate. Um, but uh, that's 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 really where we're we're happy to come in to help is just to make gifting uh, a breeze and just uh, just to really take that off uh, the plates of um, busy business leaders. Um, we we work with companies all the time to schedule out their gifting needs for the entire year, um, so that uh, they just have to to think about it once, and then they don't need to think about it again. We automate their gifting uh, process for them. Their branding is on on brand whenever a gift is sent out, and it just happens automatically in the background. And still, they when they they realize and and are reminded of the beautiful gifts that they're sending out when they get that heartwarming thank you from their clients or their team members. That's that's wonderful. And again, it ties back to it's tough times hiring people right now and, and finding the right staff. What a great way to welcome someone aboard with a brand Absolutely. gift that shows you appreciate mm-hmm. And what, what I like about what you've got going here is you're right. Everyone's busy with a to-do list and things don't always get done. And if you could set it and forget it, outsource gifting for the year, and it just happens, wow, what a, what a fabulous service uh, yes. that you're offering with this, Michelle. Uh, Michelle, you... I'm certain you've generated a lot of interest and intrigue uh, with our listeners today. How can our listeners best reach out to get a hold of you? Yes, absolutely. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is um, is through our website or my email. So my website is foodietours.ca. Uh, for Vancouver Foodie Tours, and then um, for Granville Island Gifting, it is granvilleislanddelivery.co. And my email address is michelle, with a double L, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, at foodietours.ca. I'm also very active on LinkedIn as well, and you'll see me there, Michelle Ng, at Vancouver Foodie Tours, um, and I'd love to connect with you. That's wonderful. Again, my guest this week has been Michelle Ng in Vancouver, offering very unique and and world-needed services at this time. Michelle, on behalf of our listeners, I'd like to thank you for your time and your wonderful message today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure, Ian. And thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. With Ian Selby.